This is Matt. And this is Seth. And welcome to The, the Heretic, Heretic House. Here we like to talk about spiritual topics and what we think about them. And hopefully we can help you come up with some of your own thoughts and ideas. Hey, hey, and welcome to Heretic House. Today, we're going to be talking about worship. So, Seth, let me start with you. What is worship? Oh, you mean, what do I think worship is? Yes. Because, uh, I mean, I who am I to say that what what worship is or be the final say on, on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, well, I mean, there is kind of a traditional view of what worship is and it's everybody getting together and, and, um, singing a song and just, uh, kind of seeing, looking at God and just giving him praise and, uh, giving him reverence, uh, seeing how great he is how great he is some i would say some would even say how great he is and how small we are and awful we are sometimes which i I don't really hold to that um i mean a lot of what worship is i mean we're going to get into this and this is going to be what we're going to be talking about this whole podcast but i think i don't know if worship is actually for god or or solely for god so I'm wondering, if, do you think that it's for us? I mean, traditionally, I think we, we make it about God and that we have to set him on a pedestal almost. Yeah, so I think really when we get down to it, our worship is for us, I believe. I mean, it's relationship, right? It's all about a relationship with God, but... Um, most of the times in the worship that you generally just discussed about a group of us getting together and singing a bunch of songs, worshiping. I would say that is for us because we enjoy that music. We enjoy that sound. We enjoy saying those words and thinking about those thoughts. Um, I would say it's, it's for us. Is God pleased when we do that? I think, I think it, it goes it depends on what relationship you're in with God at that moment. You know, um, I think there are times when that is an appropriate thing to do, but there are times when there's more to worship than just a song, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. songs that actually say that there's more to worship than just a song. Yeah. So, um, I think it does help us to get into that state. Like, uh, and I don't know if actually if worship is a state or not, but a, there is a, a. I think there's something that songs help us to get into that mindset of worship. So, uh, and I think that it's something that works well for a lot of people is our songs. But I think you're right. It's not just that. Like. Uh, like I think you said uh, that you take walks and you just talk with God. I mean, like I wouldn't even say that ta- take, taking walks is part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let me make it even simpler. I, I talk with God yeah. in everything I do. That is worship. That is relationship. Um, that's what I would say worship actually is. 
mm-hmm. is you and God spending time together conversationally, in song, uh, in dance, in relationship with other people. Yeah. Like, however that is, I think that's what worship is. Hmm. And that's why it's for us. And but in that scenario, you're 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 kind of saying that's for God too. Yeah. Like it's it's for both of them. It is. So so let's talk about the different relationships that the scriptures talk about uh, that give us an illustration to think about in regards to how we relate to God, right? Um, so what are some of what are some of the relationships that the scriptures talk about? What's one of them? Just give me one. Well, I mean, there's marriage. Okay, marriage. Um, so what's a picture of marriage? How would worship look in a marriage? Um, so this is between uh, two people. Um, whether, you know, so let's just say a spouse and a spouse. We have two people. And in this situation, the scriptures talk about us as the bride of Christ and uh, Jesus as the groom, Right. Or God is the groom. So let's let's put ourselves in that role. So for this situation, we'll have because it's what I relate to a heterosexual relationship between a man and a woman in marriage, and what that's supposed to look like. Mm. And I'm playing the role of the bride, but it really doesn't matter. Either spouse will do. I'm gonna play the role of the husband. Not that God is the husband, but that in this case, my wife is God the bride and I'm going to worship her. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what does my, like if I wanted to worship God in the, in the marriage relationship, in that intimate moment, um, would it be appropriate for me to bring a group of friends so that we could sing all of the praises and all of the good things that my wife does? Well, there, there might be an appropriate time for like a, uh, a special birthday where we get together and we sing the praises of my wife. And, and I get up there and I, I talk about all the wonderful things that my wife has done for me. That's part of how I, I worship my wife. But there are other aspects of our relationship that are not appropriate to bring friends to. Um, conversations and whatnot that need to take place between the two of us. And it's the same way with God. There is, uh, when we take time, if, if we're talking about a husband-wife relationship and God puts himself in a husband-wife relationship with us, if all we ever did for God was bring a group of friends together and sing God's praises, and that's all we ever did in that relationship, how well would that relationship work out? <laughs> Yeah, that wouldn't be the that wouldn't be an ideal relationship for sure. So worship is so much more than getting together and singing some songs, mm-hmm. right? That worship has to have somewhere that it's flowing from. When we get together as a group, like so in the husband wife relationship, let's talk about group worship in a husband wife relationship, right? We talked about one illustration, um, but there are times when we as spouses get together right Mm -hmm. as a group and we talk about all of the aspects of our relationship with our spouse maybe not all but Mm -hmm. a lot of them together right and it's in good ways 
right? We 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 have a a, a wives group or a, a men's group get together, like a women's group or a men's group, and we get together and we're we're talking about our spouses and we're talking about all of the the great aspects and all the things we love about, like as men, that we love about our wives. Um, you know, we get together and we do that. There's an appropriate time for that, you know, but that's not the full extent of our relationship with our wife is talking about our wife to other people. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. And I, you're right. I believe that in we do not need the one-on-one aspect of relationship in, in when we're talking about worship. And I'm, try, I'm thinking about when we talk about group worship, I, I kind of think of it as everybody getting together and just having a good time together. Uh, that's that's kind of like worship because and uh, what I'm thinking is that God just communes in that that He's He's in it with us. We're not well, and so that kind of brings into aspect who is God, right? Which we've kind of talked about before, but uh, it's always good to rethink about this. Like, what are the other ways that we can define uh, the character and nature of the undefinable? Um, and that comes back to relationship again, right? Mm-hmm. But um, so there's aspects of who God is that um, do not resonate with us doing that kind of worship. Like, like we are the body of Christ. And we've talked about this illustration before, like, like, like Christ, God literally took itself and made our whole world out of itself. And how does that work? If, if you picture man being made in the image of God and say that um, God is actually this being that looks like man, that, that may even have an environment similar to man that it dwells in, but it dwells in an environment. It is a being, and from itself, it made within itself a creation. And we as man find ourselves in the very center of that creation in the opportunity to have a very distinct relationship with that being, that source of creation. Are you following me? Mm-hmm. Right? So we are in that, and there are times in our life when we relate to that being very intimately, like a husband-wife relationship. Um, but there are other times we respond to that being like we are in the body of Christ. Right. And how do we worship God when we're looking at ourselves in that way? I would say one illustration, and and there's lots of them, but like we as a group of cells in one part of this body get together and we say life is great. And we send out all kinds of uh, positive energies into the body of Christ, into the actual being of source just by being excited about what's going on in our relationship with each other. So you have that big macro picture, right? But then on the micro, we also talk about Christ in you. So we have God dwelling in you. We talk about the throne, which is inside of you in your, in your hidden place, right? In your, Um, holy of holies Mm -hmm. and so 
when we worship God in those moments, that that is a little bit more intimate, right? That is more the husband-wife relationship, that really intimate. God actually dwells inside of me. That's where you get the, the nice quiet walks and, and all of that. But um, when we talk about the body of Christ, we're looking at Christ in you as well. And I'm trying to worship the Christ in you. So part of my worship for uh, the Christ is when I look at you in your body and I, I praise the Christ in you. Man, Seth, what you did the other day, that was awesome, <laughs> right? That's worship. We don't yeah. think of it that way. That's, that's interesting because... Well, Jesus said, "The what you do to the least of these, you've done unto me." That's right. So if you if you worship the least of these, you're actually worshiping Christ. That's right. And that's where we see we can see the body of Christ actually play out. Play out, yeah. It's when you think of it that way. It is Christ loving Christ. It is Christ in you loving Christ in them, which is by the way, you, because you are the body of Christ, and so are they. You are one. Mm -hmm. Father, may they love one another, even as you and I love one another, right? Mm -hmm. They are one. May they be one, even as you and I are one. We are one with God. We are one with one another. Um, All of the prophets throughout history that I love and resonate with, (laughs) and by prophets, I mean poets, musicians, artists, displayed this beautiful picture of a world where humanity dwelt as one. Mm. This is not something to be feared. This is something to be desired. In the same way that we are one with God and we desire that oneness with God, we need to desire oneness with one another. Mm -hmm. And that's worship. See what I'm saying? Worship is, in a sense, connecting. connecting. It's so much more than... uh, Coming back to the heart of worship, you know, more than a song. Hmm. But even in that, wouldn't you say even when we are in a state, like we're in worship, like we're singing these songs together. Yeah. We're actually connecting. I've heard once, I I don't know if this is true, but I I definitely, I heard it, is that when we sing together, our heartbeats synchronize. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it? So maybe that's why maybe that's why it's it's a vessel like when we sing with each other it's we're all connecting uh, connecting on a deeper level and that's why Well of of course uh it, and it's not that you're you are connecting it's that you are using the connection that's already there Yeah Like that connection was always there that potential was always there Those lines of communication were always open you chose never to use them until that moment. Mm-hmm. And then in that moment when you were singing together, you were all in unison because you used the connections that were always there because you are the body of Christ. His word holds all things together. Mm. So that kind of talks, oh, we talked about like the different relationships, like how we have relationships in the body of Christ and in marriage. Um, I want to kind of t- talk about other relationships. Like, what about what about a parent, like um, a parent to a child? Yeah, right. So, a lot of times we look at the scriptures and they talk about how um, 
we are the children of God. So, so there's a way in which God is this parent, this father, right? Um, is oftentimes how the scriptures put it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of religions put it that way. Um, this, you could almost call it a source, like a parent plant. Like I, I came from this plant, I think is the best way to think about that father-son relationship. Maybe not so much in the human father-son relationship, but like as we think about the father-son relationship, the mother-daughter relationship within the animal kingdom, within the plant kingdom, within all the different uh, things, you you get this, you have a source and an offspring, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And so when we think about that father-son relationship and we look at our children, right? Like there is an appropriate time uh, for our our children to come to us with goo goo gagas, right? <laughs> and there's a there's an appropriate time uh, for us um, for for our our children uh, to come to us with questions about, hey dad, how do I repair the water pump on my truck, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then there are times. And our relationship with our children when they are literally going to have to take care of us. Mm-hmm. Like, like roles are going to be reversed here <laughs> and yeah. they're going to be changing <laughs> our diapers. Um, oh, that's a good scene. That's a good scene. Good picture. Can't wait for that one. <laughs> um, but when we think about that relationship and how we can learn about our relationship with God is it develops and changes, right? Mm-hmm. Like God is our source and um, we relate to our source in so many ways and, and at different times because we're always developing ourselves, We're always changing. Um, we're receiving so much from source. Uh, we're, we're asking so much from source when we're the child right we're asking source to take care of us to take care of our every need when 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 we're in that child state take care of me i'm a baby i'm an infant but then there comes a time when we're like uh you you know what uh father you know what source um i think i'm good i think i know everything Right. So I'm going to go out and start my life. And then there comes a point when we're like, hey, source, I thought I could do it all on my own. Do you have some more for me? Right. Um, And then there comes a point when we're like, hey, source, uh, let me give back to you. Uh, Hey, hey, dad, I need to give back to you so we can worship God in that father, son, mother, daughter, that parent child relationship um, in all of those different ways. Every time we relate to God like that, it's a way of worshiping. So what you're saying is the, the worship can be just asking God for direction, for direction, for for things that we might need in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, so t- tell me about you. You said that there's a point where we need to give back. What What does that mean? What does that mean in worship? Do unto others hmm. as you've done on un, unto uh, as you would have done unto yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. 
Um, there comes a point when we see the Christ in others and we become the Christ for them. Okay, so it kind of just ties back in with the body of Christ. Right back in with the body of Christ. Hmm. So it's all it's all interrelated. It's There is not a moment in your life that does not have to be worship. Yeah. The scripture says to take every thought captive unto Christ Mm -hmm. or literally unto the obedience of Christ. The scripture says, but if you were to take every thought captive for the purpose of worship and change the word worship to relationship. So you were to take every thought, every moment, Unto focusing on that relationship with God. That is that relationship with your neighbor, that relationship with yourself, that relationship with your spouse, that relationship with your child, with who is in your presence right now. That is worship. Mm. And it's 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 all that. Christ is all. Christ is through all. Christ is in all. So basically, in all that you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of Christ. Mm. It's all worship. Every breath, every thought, every blink, it's all worship. It all has a place to exist. Or it can all be vain. It can all be vain. Mm. It can all be for naught. Well, when <clears throat> excuse me, when I it's think, up to you. When you say it, it's all in vain, it makes me think. When it, when you're doing it in vain, it's kind of doing it for yourself. It, yeah, I'll let you talk on that. No, no, go for it. You keep going. Well, I was just gonna say. So, if we're if we do something for somebody else, and we do it only for our own glory and our own recognition. Is that who are we worshiping at that point? We're worshiping ourselves? Well, that's that's kind of putting yourself in a role that you're not. Um, so, so, like, let's say I can help someone because I'm helping them like I'm helping myself or whatever. I'm helping them. I'm helping the body. I'm, I'm helping God by helping them um, from a servant type perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you can come at it from the perspective of this person needs me to survive right now. I need to provide for them what they need to like, like from this superiority, like, <laughs> I have what you need here, you know, yeah. like I'm your savior. Uh, that is not like what he did or what it did. It took itself. It gave itself. It it gave all the potential within itself to connect with itself. And it let itself, that is us, decide whether we wanted to be connected with it or not. Hmm. We have complete freedom to be part of it or not. And that all comes down to a choice to be in the kingdom, which is near you and in your midst, or not, right? 
the Pharisees were like, show us this kingdom. They were focused on themselves. They were focused on their kingdom. They were focused on their little thing. Mm. And they were like, where's this kingdom? Caesar was like, you're a king? Like, where's your kingdom? Where's your army? If I had an army like you're talking about, we would have destroyed you already. But that's not what we're talking about here. Mm. It's a different mindset. It's a different vision. It's a different worldview. It's a different perspective. Um, it's, it's a fuller picture. Does that make sense? Or am I just rambling? Oh, you're definitely rambling. <laughs> no, no, it's, yeah, it all makes sense. So, I don't know. I feel like a good gauge. So, uh, a I, good gauge is if you're doing a good thing. So, uh, to kind of uh, to su- at least summarize it for myself, what you're saying is if if you do something for somebody else, and and we're we're considering this worship is is. Is what you're doing separating yourself from people, separating yourself from the kingdom that you're talking about, or is it actually connecting you and joining you with with those around you and and participating in the kingdom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You want to be a participant. You want to be part of it. You know. Mm-hmm. I do. Well, I think that's all the time we have for this week, but yeah. we do. Oh, what? No. you had something else there, no. Matt? I was just going to say keep worshiping. Oh, yeah, you know keep I mean? worshiping. <laughs> all right. Well, it was, we're th- thank you for listening this week, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the, on this podcast, The Heretic House. All right. All right. Bye take, now. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye now. <laughs>